Like the SpongeBob thing. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Striking Kicks podcast. It's Chayton here with... Kenzie. You're going to have to speak up louder than that, whisper guy. Kenzie. This guy. <laughs> Are you ready for... This is episode six now? Seven? Yeah. Six? Six. Of the Striking Kicks podcast. Mm-hmm. We're joined by young Jeff Gordon, Chase Elliott, and with us today. Stanley. Oh, oh God, we're not sponsored by Stanley. Don't feature them in this. We love the Stanley. You love Stanleys. I don't love the <laughs> space they take up in the in the cabinets back here. What's on our agenda today? Um. We've got a few things. Mm-hmm. One thing that's not really on the list, but we did want to mention is that we're going to be more routine. Mm. Yes. So we're going to record Tuesday nights and post, or what is the word? Upload. Upload on Wednesday mornings. So Wednesday. you guys can plan on that every week. Um, but other than that, we are going to the Utah State Open Championship this weekend. Team singles and doubles, yep. Blue Bowling Saturday and Sunday. Um, we have CB Tour details. We'll go into like memberships and points a little bit more. How to make bowling entertaining. Nice little segment. And what does that bowling term mean? Again, we have three more terms. Yeah. Shane's going to explain to many, all of us noobs. Many, many, many terms. And, uh, yeah. So, I guess we start with the Utah State Open Championships at Davis Lane. This is my first Utah State tournament. It's Kenzie's first tournament. <laughs> yep. How do we feel? I'm very nervous. I'm bowling with good people, and I'm not good at all. <laughs> well, that's stressful. Well, we're hoping that uh, your handicap takes us to the promised land. We're going to hope. It should. I believe Gene said your average is 99. Yeah. That's a lot of handicap. Yeah. Which I did. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I did get most improved did average yeah we haven't talked about it did get most improved average on our league all of us all of team championship bowling of our league got something we all yeah, got i something. think everybody got something i don't think so there are so many people i don't think mm-hmm. there's no way yeah. what did i get i was suckiest bowler oh high handicap my 880 or whatever i shot 850 <laughs> yeah no we're going in uh utah state open championships me you Gino, Gene Moose, Adam Wagner, and Hall of Famer Rob Lund. Yeah. Bowling with a Hall of Famer. I know. That's the thing. I'm bowling with all these good people, and then there's me. Well, every team needs some handicap. And we're providing I'm glad some I handicap. Provide. Yeah, well, both of us are providing the handicap. So you just need, I think, if you shoot like 450, 500, it's going to be hard to beat. Okay, we got to get there first. Yeah, I think that's manageable. We're going to practice a couple days, Thursday, Friday this week. Yeah. Get prepared for uh, throwing better shots. I don't know. And hopefully, don't get angry. <laughs> that, you usually, like. I feel like, because I'm bowling with 
Like, I bowled with you, mm-hmm. but I bowled with you and my mom. So those yeah. are people I can get angry around. <laughs> like, I don't feel like I could get angry with, like, Gene and Rob <laughs> and Adam. Well, hopefully. Like, um, when you're not angry, you shoot, like, 120, 130. Like, automatic 120, 130. It's not until you get angry. Like, you, you even in games that you do, like, three dash or something stupid like that. But you don't get angry, you still end up shooting, like, 120. Yeah. But the games that you do that and then you quit and get mad, that's when we shoot 90 now. Yeah. So, we can keep our head on straight. Hit the head pin. I think we got a good shot. It, uh, make a little bit of dough. Hopefully. Yeah. I, if I could shoot 700, we're going to be in real good position with my handicap. I think I'm going in with like a 190 average. So, I'm in, my goal is 700. I need to shoot, I need to shoot a 700. In the whole thing. I got three sets, nine games. You're going to bowl nine games, six games on Sunday, three games on, no, no six games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. So this is the first time the old six gamer. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Well, there's like breaks in between, so yeah. I feel like it's fine. Down. We bowl at 8.30 and then freaking. When we go to Reno, though, it is back-to-back, six games back-to-back. We're going to see how she goes. At the National Bowling Stadium. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, Open Championships, Team CB, Championship Bowling. Uh, going to run some things. I really hope. We're bowling the same squad that Chad is with Steve, Marsha, Kendall, and Dylan. So they're, I hope so bad that we get to bowl with them. <laughs> I don't. They stress me oh, out. Oh, I hope so bad <laughs> that we get to bowl with them. I am going to take a 360 pad and hammer that on my pitch black. Blow the front part of the lane up, make a bunch of carry down, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna storm on through. I feel like I'll be too stressed. It, it won't make a difference to you. That's the thing. Rob's a lefty. Gene and Adam kind of have this weird voodoo role where like it almost helps them because it creates a bunch of push in the middle of the lane. It's the guys like Kendall and Steve, uh, Dylan. Ooh. <laughs> I, I played Dylan defense. shot 300 on you. Yeah, I know. So hey, I beat him. didn't affect him that I bad. Him. Well, but we beat him the first game. Well, I things to forget the first game where he shot front you night at me. And I still, first game. I went open spare. I chopped 3-6. Chopped a 3-6. Picked the 3-6-9-10 sheet to shoot 269. Beat Dylan by four because he split in the 10th off front nine. And won the team point. And then I didn't do anything after that shot. Five ninety nine with the two sixty nine. That's riff. <laughs> I told you. I told you and Chaz. Like it's like that song where uh, I'm not as good as I once was, but as I'm, I'm as good once as I ever was. As I'll ever be. I think it's. I think it's. You know, maybe it's two different lyrics. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, is that Toby <laughs> Keith? I think it's Toby I Keith. I think so. Yeah. I'm as good once as I ever was. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. As I'll ever be. No. Yeah, I'm looking up these uh, lyrics. You look it up. Okay. You we look keep it up. Talking. Um, next segment. We'll move on to the next segment, which is the uh, memberships, right, for the CB tour. Well, yeah, like just kind of a more detail about. Yeah, it. yeah. So we wanted to clear up a few things for the CB tour. Memberships are one of those things that we wanted to clear up. What Damn. is it? Was I right? Yeah. Look at the camera. Yeah. 
Why did I think it well, was let, not that? Let's let's hear you say it. What? Because Chad said it the other way too. Yeah. What's but it sounds better the other way. No, it doesn't. Listen to I that. ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Yeah, because it makes sense that way. Not ever be. I'm as good once as I ever was. So if you were consistently good now because you're old and suck, but you can still pull it out one time. You're not as good as you once were, but if it comes down to one match, one thing, you'll be as good once as you ever were. I think Toby needs to rewrite the song. No, he doesn't. He knew what he was doing. Um, yeah, membership. So, uh, one thing I just want to clear the air. You don't have to be a member to bowl an event. You don't have to be a member to bowl an event. Now, you get perks, like with the Elite Membership, which Kurt Zabriskie, member number one. And Joe, Joe Lapon. Huh? It's Lapon? I thought it was Lippin. I don't know. Kendall said Lapon. Maybe it's Lippin. Sorry, Joe. Well, Joe. Might be. Uh... <laughs> Joe, member number two. Yep. Member number two. Shout out to those guys. Um, they are both elite members, and that gets you $10 off every entry. So uh, you bowl all the events, basically pays for itself. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're, we're about transparency here, and uh, that money is coming out of the expense money. So uh, each tournament's about $50 in expenses that we collect from, you know, lineage to the equipment we have to buy for, like, banners and stuff, and... Uh, you know, a little bit of our cut and, and the other, the points money, all those kinds of things. About 50 bucks per tournament that is in expenses. So that $10, instead of us taking that $10 out of the 50, you know, which we normally would do for equipment or, you know, for our time or whatever that, we're not taking that for people that bought memberships. It's almost like a prepayment, I guess, of your, of your expense money. I, I don't know if you want to look at it that way. It's just a way to look at it, but... Just to be transparent, it's not coming out of the prize fund, this $10. No. Uh, the prize funds will always stay the same when you get in. But, yeah, just wanted to clear the air. Some people have asked me, you know, tell me about this membership. You don't need to be a member. What the membership does, though, is get you in the points, right? We're estimating between six dollars and $8,000 end-of-season bonus, total prize fund, with $2,000 going to the winner, Okay. Plus the championship ring, which is going to be pretty cool. But if you want to be a part of that pool, you have to be a member. Whether that's the basic membership at $25 or the elite member at $50. Uh, if you're not, if you, is, we, I think we said this in the last podcast. So if we're giving you until the cashers round. You have to be a member at cashers round to earn your points for that event. If you don't buy your membership before cashers round, which preferably you do it when you enter... That was the first one, but I want to give some people leeway. Maybe they forget. Maybe the tournament staff doesn't remind you. I don't know. Whatever it is, you have Intel Cashers round, and I'll make this announcement to everybody. If you want into the points, you have to be a member before the Cashers round begins. We'll cut sales for the memberships once that starts. <clears throat> so, this guy always making... <laughs> I'm trying to make it not make noise. Making a ruckus over here. Right. Uh, so that's memberships. I want to do a little bit touch on the points system. Our point system uh, we've I built um, to uh, be competitive but reward people that win. You know, I don't don't necessarily want people that you know make just cash, you know, fortieth place or whatever, make it to the cashers round. But because they bowled every event, they. Um, win the points championship, you know, you still maybe have a good shot of cashing potentially in the points championship, but that doesn't necessarily show who the best bowler is. So there's a, uh, 
heavier weight and it's skewed for those who win. So if you win a tournament, it's 1,000 points. Second place, 800 points. Third place, 700. Fourth place, 600 points. And then it's 650 and it goes down by 50, then 25, and then 10, I think, like something like that. It's all on the website that you can see. But it is skewed towards people who win. Now, the CV Masters, 500 extra points across the board. Everybody receives 500 extra points. So if you win the CV Masters instead of 1,000, it's 1,500. Instead of 800, it's 1,300, and so on down the line. Also, we have bonus points. You shoot 300 bonus points. You get, what is it? 10, 100? No, it's 1,500, I think. Right? Four. Bonus points. I think it's 1,500. It's 50 for a 300, and it's 100 bonus points to the highest qualifying. It's whoever leads qualifying. And that's in every tournament. Every event. Yep, every event. Now, you can, multiple bowlers can hit the 300 pot, the 300 uh, bonus points, but you can't hit it multiple times. I almost thought about it, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. One time. One time deal. <clears throat> so that's kind of the point system. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Again, weighted towards those who win. But, you know, if you have some solid finishes, you know, top, uh, if you, you bowl all the events and you, you know, top 20, I think you have a real good shot of uh, making some money in the end of season points. But it is skewed for those who win, and I'm really hoping it's a tight race when we go to the Tour Championship, which sounds like, hopefully, here soon we'll have some details on. Yep, so very soon. that is the points championship. And we'll... All right, so that was membership skins. So what's next on the plate? How to make bowling more entertaining. How to make bowling more entertaining. Okay, so the plan with this segment is for Kenzie and I to come up with uh, <laughs> to two things uh, that can make bowling entertaining. Because I would say that... Uh, in a lot of cases, we think that uh, sometimes the bowling on TV is a little boring compared to other sports. Um, so, and our business is to sell entertainment, basically. So, two ideas from each of us. Kenzie will start okay, to make bowling entertaining. You can't judge me. Mm, um, there's no judging here. On my answers. Okay. Okay. Number one. Don't look. I'm going to peek. <laughs> okay. So, my first one is people need <laughs> to stop getting so mad. <laughs> Says when, you! When, no, I'm not saying the bowler. Saying oh, okay. people watching okay. need to stop getting so mad when someone shows emotion. Mm -hmm. Because if you go to our pages, the most cool videos and pictures are of people that are showing emotion. Yeah. Basically the only ones that we even use anymore, unless yeah. it's like some cool pin action or split. Yeah. Is ones, you know, someone slapping it out or... And that's some... entertaining. Yeah. That's what, like people want to watch that on stream. Yeah, they do. They do. It makes I a mean, call I mean, there's better. some people that don't, and those are the people I'm talking to. <laughs> well, I'm baseball kind of, baseball traditionalists don't like the bat tossing. And... I know, and it's stupid. Like, yeah. how... How is that affecting you in your day-to-day -day life? Why, like, why does it matter so much? Yeah, it, you have to, I'm, like, my college coach hated it, but, like, he hates all the egos of the MLB guys and stuff, right? But you have to understand at a level that these, the players and everybody involved at the major league level 
is dependent on people watching the game. Exactly. They're, right? put, they're literally putting on a show for you. The only thing that matters is how entertaining the show is. Mm-hmm. Because if people quit watching, then no one gets paid. And it ceases exactly. to exist. So, yeah, I mean, at the college level, it's, it's funded by the colleges and stuff. But, uh, like, I guess at the JUCO level is where I was at. It's funded by all the colleges and fundraising and stuff. So I guess, you know, it's a little different perspective. But at the high levels of, like, D1 baseball and MLB... Uh, it's all about asses and seats, mm-hmm. and uh, it's entertaining. I don't know. I, no one, maybe back in the day, like even if you watched them back in the day, like homie shot a 300 and fallen on the ground and is super excited or something. Marshall Holmes was kicking ball returns and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. Like, you just got to understand that it's all about the entertainment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If we want people to be engaged or... Or talk about the game, then there's got to be something to talk about. And and what a few weeks ago is when it was really going around, but mm-hmm. what was going around all over about bowling? What? When homie oh, got Pete? yeah the one year anniversary of, of the who you think you are I am yeah right. like I've that's been, so memorable because yeah. of his reaction. Bowling's most iconic moment. What I would it? say like. Not just because that's the only one I remember. I'm sure there's some people that will beg to differ, and I'm sure there's some argument, but I think the bowling's most memorable, because they're not, ESPN isn't showing other clips, right? The only real bowling clip that they show is who do you think you are, I am. And yeah. Exactly. I, I, that, I think so. I, I almost want to pay people, like a bonus, like a pip, like the uh, PGA Tour does, but like people showing some sort of emotion. It's just more exciting. I think that... I feel like Riley would win that award. Riley does like to show off. He does. It's um, a good time. Makes good but, content. But um, uh, this, this leads into my point. Okay. okay. Part of the issue with the show is the pacing. I think emotion helps with the pacing. When no one's showing emotion or like the game's low scoring. It's boring. It is awful to watch. <laughs> it is bad. Step ladders can be somewhat entertaining. If people are striking, the pace is quick, and they're showing emotion. There was a couple matches. Out of the 17 on the Players' Championship, there was like two good, entertaining matches. Other than that, God, they're boring. They take so long. There's no action. There's no story. It's this guy messes up. This guy messes up worse. This guy messed up even worse than that. So the, second, the, the guy wins. Like It's just it's, it's hard to muscle through, man. It, if we're struggling to muscle through it, just think of someone who flipped to this. You know, first time viewer. And it's just dead silence. We're talking about nonsense and no one's excited that they're even on the show. Mm-hmm. So the emotion, I think, helps sometimes with the pacing pick up. But the pacing in general is way too damn slow. It just takes so long between shots. There's dead silence. Like golf, golf is slow, right? The advantage that golf has is there's, besides like the 18th hole of the final group, there's other people on the course playing at the same time. So, some homie hits a shot. Oh, it's good. Cut to the next person that's on hole 15. And we can watch their shot. Right. So, like, there's not this just, we're not just watching them walk over to the, the, the ball yeah. and it's just silence. Like, we're, we're calling some sort of action and uh, stuff like that. So, I the pacing's bad. I think... A little bit of that can be helped with the show. Whoever's calling it, like having more people call it, having more stories to talk about. 
I think that may be like a quarter of it, and the rest of it is just the format that's chosen. Uh, we've chosen to go kind of a different route. Um, we do brackets. We don't do step ladders. We do brackets. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, one of the greatest spectacles in sports is uh, the March Madness, right? Uh, basketball. Uh, just because anything can happen, and, and we like that factor. So I think the bracket helps with pacing. Rarely do we have one match going on, and we're going to make sure that's the case. And our finals is the third, fourth place game will take place at the same time the pair next to the first, second place game. And that's to help with pacing. Mm -hmm. My hope is is that there's a cadence happening once you know, this guy throws a shot, then this guy can throw a shot, and then we're just moving back and forth a little quicker. I feel like when they were separated, like they didn't affect each other who was going, and it just took a long time. So I want them next to each other, third, fourth place game, one through place game, we're going. There's shots constantly. Is my hope. Make it quick. So pacing, pacing, I think we need to speed it up. Okay, emotion, pacing. Do you want to do your next one? Nope, you. I feel like this one's gonna be lame. <laughs> People are gonna judge me. <laughs> But anyways, mm -hmm. I think that, so in all sports, you always have a favorite. So I think you should pick a favorite, whether it's a professional <laughs> or an amateur, yeah, okay. whoever, because then you can follow along. It's more entertaining for you as a viewer mm -hmm. if you're watching to see how Gio does or mm -hmm. Andy Kinney or Daria, whoever's in the tournament you have a favorite you're wanting to watch and you're continuously learning more about like their game or how they're doing them on social media. They post all the time, most of them. So I don't know. It's just more engaging yep. for you, I guess. It's a good point. It's valid. NASCAR. My man, Jeff. You have Chase. a favorite. Yeah. Baseball, I think... you have a favorite football. You have a favorite, yeah. whether it's a team or an individual bowling doesn't, have teams mm -hmm. but like you can have a favorite individual bowler i think um i your i think your point's good i don't think it's a bad point i think it's actually needed i think the issue that people have a tough time picking favorites sometimes is because you get such a small view of the tournament right you don't in the pba level unless you're a bowl tv subscriber right you only get to see the top five or the top 17, right? This one time yeah. we got to... So, but that's what I'm saying is if you're following along on like their social media mm -hmm. and they're on tour, I feel like most of the people that are on tour mm -hmm. that could be your favorite, they're posting about it. Excuse right. you. <laughs> we'll see how many comments we get about that. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's valid. Like you just don't get to see it. Like if you follow, like if Geo misses the cut, you don't ever get to see them. No. Right? A majority of the people that are PBA fans, like if, let's well, say. You're oh. not always going to get to watch your favorite player mm -hmm. or team in a championship game or right. anything like that. Right, exactly. So what do you do? Exactly. You follow, follow them on Instagram, watch them on YouTube, whatever mm -hmm. you can do. Yeah. But you don't get to watch them live, you know what I mean? <laughs> what is happening? What just happened? <laughs> What happened? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this uh, Colby <laughs> sent in some horrendous messages on Instagram <laughs> that just made Kenzie die. What did he say? 
Colby said, Sports Center can lick his hairy nuts for posting this. With a swear word in the middle of that. <laughs> for wow. posting what? It was that video of, Di of Diana. Oh, but a different one. Like she threw a grenade behind her. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see that. So, valid point, I think. Uh, that's the thing. With NASCAR, you see all your drivers, right? Most, there is at some point you can watch your driver, right? Golf, you can follow along with your player. The, you know, 300,000 people, whatever the viewership, the ratings are, I think they had a million on the first tournament. It's just not really been very good after that. Um, those people can only see the people that made the show. They never get exposed. You know, like we said, if I think a good conservative number is about 5,000 people subscribed to Bull TV. Maybe I'm wildly off and they make way more money than we think. But if that is the case, very few people then get to actually follow along with their bowler. Because, I mean, there's one clip isn't enough, I feel like, to form like a really, oh, I like this guy. You, know I mean? you don't get to yeah. see them, how they react in, under pressure or something where they just missed the cut. So, But for the people that are like, I guess kind of in our area we have quite a few of the same people bowling the tournaments mm -hmm. that we're covering or our own tournaments and you can always find somebody there that a lot of times they make step ladders mm. or whatever like we cover a lot of them. yeah we try to someone you know is as a family member in the field and they get even in the afterwards chat. like posting reels and stuff mm -hmm. afterwards yeah yeah so and, like, you can connect with people. We try to tell stories about these people. We try to talk about them during the stream. We try to post about them or something. Well, I throw it kind of like that kid or something, you know. We, and then you can come to the stream and watch them try to compete and stuff. And But you just can't do that. The way bowling's set up, how we only have these made-for-TV events with a five-person stepladder, you, you never get to see it. Yeah. So... Uh, one thing with our thing is it's, it's free. You can watch, everybody can watch it. There's no paywall behind it, and we stream, you know, the whole tournament. So if there's someone in the field that either misses the cashers round cut, you still probably will be able to get to see them. Especially if you like to, you, you know, throw a throw a dono down there. We'll make sure we get your uh, get your guy on camera. Get people seen. Mm. But uh, we try to make sure we we have a pretty good distribution. Tell some stories. Tell some stories in the chat. We engage with. Tell some stories on social media with reels and stuff. So we try to create an engaging environment. So that happens sometimes. We'll be like, who do you, who do you, who do you got in this match, right? We'll run a poll in the chat when there's a match going on or something like that. Maybe we'll have the name of the person as the giveaway and we spam Josh link or some link in the chat. Something to the extent, you know, we try to we try to create stories to get people to connect and uh, be relatable, I guess. But even I guess like even if you don't just have like an all-time favorite. But you are in the stream or watching PBA or on Bull TV or whatever, mm -hmm. just finding someone that you're like, oh, that person like throws it really well. Like being interested in them along the way. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like that's just like that's, that's entertaining. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think I think it is. Uh, I think sometimes like if you say, Oh, I don't like that guy, then everybody's like, Why are you piece of shit? Why don't you like him? Or like, well, you don't have to say you don't like someone. You just say you like this person. But then people like cooking for that too. Bullers just like cooking each other. That's because y'all rude. I know. I know. Okay, what's my what's my second? That's a good point. Not not a bad point. What's my second one? Didn't I didn't get this far. Not the first one. Um. Mm. 
Um, I guess we'll just go with, uh, with the uh, part of my pacing point uh, is we're doing a bracket instead of you know just straight games of qualifying. Our kind of motto for the tour is less qualifying, more matches. Um, I think we have a sufficient amount of games to figure out who deserves to be in the top 24 or 32, whatever it ends up being, whichever tournament it is. You know, seven games is kind of enough, in my opinion, I think, to determine if, if someone should be in. That's, you know, five games of qualifying and then three games. It's eight games, actually. It's five and, it's five and three. So it's eight games total. Three games in the cashers round to, to figure out who's going to be in the bracket. So qualifying is kind of boring. Kind of boring. Unless there's like a game left and there's a bubble and stuff. A lot of times there's not a lot of emotion. It's all spread out. Who knows if they're on stream or not. You know what I mean? But the matches, straightforward. You got to win to move on. Very easy to follow. A lot of drama. Well, and a lot of sports like all have sports. brackets. So it's a lot easier to follow along with that. Because like baseball basketball all that. right i mean so a good point came up because I, I know chris barnes and i had a little bit of discussion on twitter about so first place could take 16th right so if we have a top 24 bracket now in our example first place like in the 32 bracket i guess would play 32nd bowl 32nd and then there's a, it's double elimination though so they'd have to lose two matches in a row which would be hard to do i think it's a one seed but mm-hmm. you know in the top 24 bracket where it's single elimination they're they, the top eight get a buy Right, so the lowest they could take is the 16th place. Which, yeah, that could happen. And that's cool. No, 16th place bowler beat the first place bowler? That's legit. A a 24 seed wins their match against the the 16th seed, or whoever's the highest in the non, I guess the 9 seed. So 9 bowls 24, 24 wins, bowls the 1 seed, wins again. That's pretty cool. Don't don't think it'll happen, but that's pretty cool. But I think that's what makes it cool is that that doesn't happen all the time. Right. Like, so then if it does happen, it's like, whoa, holy shit. We're we're hung up on like the one-off scenario here that the first place bowler could take 32nd place. Yeah. That's going to be a story. I tell you what, like, and this is, this is the thing I try to get across to people is that, um, it's not all about the competition. Like, we want the competition to be fair. We don't want a gimmick, or right? We don't want it to make it look silly. But it needs to be entertaining. Because, and if you look at all these major sports, the money is coming from outside because the product is entertaining. So if we don't make an entertaining product, no one watches, then there's no money. So we try to get our bowlers to see the bigger picture here that, you know, We've, we've got to put out something that's entertaining. We've we got to have entertaining matches, head-to-head matches where they're close. Uh, we don't love to see 160 versus 170. So that's kind of why we choose to use patterns. Um, you know, there's, there's kind of a sweet spot of pattern where it's not super hard, but uh, uh, is definitely a challenge. And you end up with scores that are maybe... They don't go along the grinds of 160 to 170, so makes it more entertaining. Those 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 matches get really boring, but uh, the the bracket style um, really just the head to head matches are just so much better than the, um, the the long format. You know, 20 games, 15 games. Because I mean, they're bowling like 12 games of match play, which match play is cool and all, but man, it just gets it's a lot of games. A lot of games. So, 
uh, brackets, I think, uh, are going to, is our way we're trying to make it more entertaining. Mm -hmm. So what's next? Um, just what do these bowling terms mean? So these are terms you came up with, but you're not sure what mean. What well, not mean. necessarily, but just for like a beginner bowler mm. that may not know what they mean. Okay. Um, so hooking a ball, what does that mean? Mm. So it's really referring to the curve the ball makes going down the lane. Um, so in order to hook the ball, right, we need to rotate the ball. So it's when your kind of hand comes around it, right? That we've we've talked about a lot. A feel you really want is like the ball to come off your thumb first, and then to kind of roll off your hand, mm -hmm. which you do a good job of when you're on time. When you're on time, the the ball comes off in the right order, and then it rotates, right? And it's rotating any different direction so if my rotation is this way and the ball is rolling this way right it's rolling down the lane this way but it's rotating this way the hook is when it begins to change direction from going this way to this way so if you could see it from like a top-down view of the lane you could see a curvature the ball would be on a straight line there's two different like break points essentially one is when it stops moving right and one is when it starts moving to the left. Mm -hmm. So that's technically hook. Um, a lot of it really just kind of comes down to rotating the ball. You have a house ball, not going to hook as much, regardless of how much rotation. So rotation hook, not necessarily 100% you know, the same thing. You have to rotate the ball really to see hook, but you need to have a ball like you do in your gym to rotate it and then see hook because the house ball won't ever hook as much. So that's okay. it. Um, the next one is Greek church. Greek church. So that is a combination of the four, the six, the seven, the nine, ten, or the four, the six, the seven, the eight, and the ten. So it's just kind of replacing the nine and the ten. There. Is the nine the or ten present? Yeah. So like, like, think of it like this, right? Mm -hmm. So is the is the nine pin gone or is the eight pin gone? Which one's gone? So That's I think what, you said nine or ten. Oh, That's why I was eight or asking. eight or nine. Sorry. So I think both are Greek churches. Mm -hmm. I think that for I don't know if it's possible for a right hander to leave this variation because the way their ball is hooking right. Is Unless, that the nine or the eight. This would be the nine pin. How I'm looking at it, you're probably okay. Let's do this. This is how you're looking at it. This is the eight pin. This is the nine pin, right? Mm -hmm. So the one hander's ball is coming this way, so it should take out this pin in this situation. Ball is coming this way, it will take out this pin. So either is Greek church. I don't know if I've ever seen you know a right hander leave this combination personally. Greek church. Don't know why it's called that. Don't know. I thought it looked like one. Somebody older than me probably knows. Yeah, I guess it kind of looks like one. I don't know, but like, who just sat there and was like, yeah, it looks like a Greek church. How does anyone come up with anything? It's just like, oh. Yeah, like turkey. I don't know where the hell that came from. Yeah. Hambone. I don't know where that came from. That was Rob Stone's creation. Don't know where. The only one that kind of makes sense, five, is Yahtzee. And then six is six pack. That kind of makes sense. Doubles, double. Yeah. Well, Turkey out. 
from Stephanie West. Mm -hmm. And the other one we were going to talk about during the tour details, but we skipped over it. So, sport compliant patterns. Sport compliant. So, uh, this has to do with oil patterns. And it's basically what the USBC says is sport. There's like a challenge, house, recreation, uh, challenge, and sport are the kind of like the three tiers, I think. Uh, sport compliant is anything that's four to one or less. Now, four to one is a ratio that is representing the amount of oil that is in the middle part of the lane compared to the outside part of the lane. So, in the example, four to one there would be four times more oil in the middle part of the lane as compared the outside part of the lane. So it makes it harder. Essentially, yes, it's flatter. There's a more even dispersion of oil on the lane. Uh, now you say, oh, four, time, four, four times more in the middle than the outside. It sounds like a lot. Well, your normal house pattern is closer to 11 to 1. Significantly easier. So ours are going to be 4 to 1 or less sport compliant patterns. Uh, there's ways. We have uh, John Janowitz from Kegel uh, make our patterns. Uh, and you can build shape in the patterns, keep them you know, four to one or less, and then you could build shape depending on where some oil is placed and, and stuff like that. But uh, uh, essentially, four to one is is uh, what they'll be bowling on. You bowl the CB tour; it will be a challenging pattern. We're not uh, we're not going to bowl for five grand on a house shot. But we uh, we tell John around what the scoring pace we want to see, and uh, he's able to build a pattern and, and give us what we're looking for. So entertaining. Entertaining. We like to see entertaining, entertaining matches. We like to see pins fly. I like to see people amped up. Perfect. Cool. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for joining us, Chase and Jeff. It's our show today. Mm-hmm. Kenzie as well. Co-host Kenzie. You too. And uh, that's episode six, right? Yep. In the books. Cool. All right. Well, hey. Wednesday nights is the plan. We'll shoot them on Tuesday. Release them on Wednesday is the plan. It's the easiest way for us since we're traveling a lot on Mondays. Weekends. And weekends. Yep. So, Tuesdays. And then, you know, if we do the CB Tour event, we can recap and, and whatever. So, all right, guys. It uh, was a good one. It was a good episode. Good episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, see you guys later. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Not everybody's Girl Scout. Boy Scout. Not everybody's Boy Scout. No, I'm not going to say what <laughs> I was going to say. Got him. All right, see you guys later. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that is actually where I was on and not somewhere else and something else. No one will ever know. They will. It will sound really fucking retarded when I'm talking about brackets and have it brought up a bracket once. Well, why didn't you listen back a little bit further? Because I was very angry. I'm sorry. Let's make sure before we put it all up.